DGENs assemble. Welcome to Fantasy Football Heroes and Villains. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is Mr. Andrew TD King Rob. And we have a special guest this evening for our free agency frenzy, Mr. Justin Mark. How are we doing, guys? Good, man. Good. As always, love to be back talking some free agency. There's a lot of moves that have been happening, so I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, the, the craziness hasn't seemed to stop as we keep getting notification after notification. Um, always exciting time of year. Yep, it is Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter season for sure. Those guys are keeping busy, and we are all ears and eyes as the NFL is seeing a lot of shifts, especially in the fantasy football stock market. So we're going to be looking at risers and fallers in fantasy football. But before we get started here, we're going to pay a few bills, going to check in on WinBet. The Fantasy Football Heroes and Villains podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, now Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. And we're also brought to you by the D-Gen Dance. Our March Madness bankroll contest is back. It's free to enter, and there's $1,000 up for grab in cash and prizes. Uh, plus, we've got our first half under bingo rolling. Uh, enter both contests on the SGPN app. All right, guys, we are getting into some free agency frenzy here. We're talking risers and fallers in fantasy football. We want to know if stock is up, if stock is down. Where are we targeting these guys if we're staying away from them? And if maybe we need some more, you know, dominoes to fall, more details to come before we have a clear idea of, uh, you know, the actual situation. So first up, Andrew, commando fan here. Jacoby Brissett signed a deal. This feels like addition by subtraction, a la how's going to be your starter, right? Like th th this is what this signing really points to, no? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's nice that we brought in, you know, a veteran that is a team guy. I mean, he's always well talked about. I think he's going to be good for how, you know, sitting in on the the quarterback room, you know, just, just getting to learn from a dude who's been around the league, you know, and has been around a lot of situations. So I, I like it for the commanders, but I, Hal's definitely the guy. They have to give him the reins and say, like, listen, man, we're going to give you a bulk of the season to prove it to us. You know, so I, I, I was trying to think about it today and figure out how many weeks are they truly going to give him. I think mm -hmm. that they're probably going to give him half the season. If it's not working out at that point, then make the switch to Percet and see what he has. But, I mean, they draft him for a reason, and it would be dumb of them to, you know, put him on a short leash because, I mean, he's a guy that you invested in, and he played well in the one game that he did play to end the season last year where they beat the Cowgirls. So I, I, I like it. It's a good move, and, uh, you know, welcome Percet. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jay Mark, what do you think about uh, Sam Howell's fantasy stock? Would you say he's up in your book? Maybe you're going to hold. You're not that interested with him, you know, being, you know, what it would appear to be the clear guy here with Brissett coming in. Like, I don't think they're going to add another quarterback to compete in this group. Yeah, no, agreed um, there. I think he will get the start, like Andrew said. Um, it's hard to gauge just because we haven't seen a ton of him yet, but he's got a lot of weapons there in Washington. If you think about that receiving core, um, they're good. So he's intriguing to me, especially because I feel like a lot of people are going to look at him. They're going to think Washington and they're not going to think mm -hmm. about that receiving core. That's pretty solid. So, um, it is intriguing to me, especially if you can get him a little bit later, cause I don't think he's going to be on a lot of people's radar. 
Right. Yeah, I think he's going to be a good value in super flex leagues, potentially as like your third or fourth quarterback drafted, depending how you know aggressive you are with the position in your draft. But in single QB, you know, I don't think he's going to be someone that's drafted, you know, unless we really start seeing, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of nice tea leaves, <laughs> a lot of nice uh, highlight videos in uh, in OTAs and in, in training camp. But uh, I don't know if that'll be enough to you know really get people excited enough to you know make Sam Howell a you know top fifteen drafted quarterback in fantasy. But I do think he'll be a nice addition in super flex formats, you know, where you're getting a little bit more depth and value out of the quarterback position. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Baker Mayfield going down to Tampa Bay. Uh, him, Kyle Trask, anybody else? Uh, the situation doesn't feel good for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I think it's okay for Godwin. I don't think it's good for Mike Evans. I don't think either of these guys. Baker's a little bit more of a gunslinger, uh, but mm -hmm. I, I don't think either one of them is going to fully be, you know, have that connection with Evans down the field. So I think it hurts him more than anybody else on the team. Uh, it, I, I think, it, you know, they're going to have their struggles throughout the season. Baker's, uh, you know, been around the league now, and we – know what what we're going to get out of him right he he doesn't mind throwing the ball into coverage he's loose with the ball um but again i mean he he's going to make mistakes he hasn't been a franchise quarterback for a reason right so i i, I don't know i i think he takes the job over trask but uh you know i time will tell i mean trask we haven't really seen anything from so it's hard to really say that he's not as good as baker i feel like this could be a situation where they do bring in another guy what do you think about that jay mark yeah, I mean, if you're hoping your season is riding on Trask or Baker Mayfield, I'm not feeling good about it. Um, I don't I don't think Trask is the guy. I've never had a lot of faith in Baker. Mm -hmm. Um and just this franchise going from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask, it, it, it's gonna hurt. And it's gonna hurt those um receivers as far as fantasy value, unless they do bring somebody else in who is a little more proven. Even somebody who maybe takes less risks but can manage the game well and you know get the passes out well, because um, I, I just think I think Baker's too risky. I could see them also drafting a quarterback. I, I don't like this group with Kyle Trask and Baker uh, Mayfield potentially at the helm. Uh, I, I'm I'm with you, Jay Mark. I was never in on um, on Kyle Trask. I, I was never really a big buyer of him. I thought that they were going to play the market. Thought they'd be a little bit more aggressive. I mean, maybe they still go out and get Carson Wentz, but that's feeling like, uh, you know, definitely less likely now uh, with the, the Baker Mayfield signing, which everybody had written off. You know, he cleared waivers last year, got picked up by the Rams. Then we started seeing, you know, maybe some um, some hints that he could be going to the Rams or the 49ers. Now the Buccaneers. Very interesting. Uh, but yeah, it's stock down really for Godwin Evans, in my opinion, maybe. Rashad White stays the same, maybe goes up a little bit, maybe a little bit more needy on the run game, on the running back. So um, not a big fan of this move. I would like to see them maybe attack the position in the draft um, or, again, just stay in the free agency market because, man, Baker and Trask, that is not exciting. Uh, talking about not exciting, I don't have to deal with it anymore, but a couple of years ago, Andy Dalton of the Bears, that was a big you know, mid-March bummer. Carolina fans, I don't know what you're thinking, if they're going to continue you know, to – you know, find another quarterback in free agency or draft somebody. But man, I do not feel good about Andy Dalton in Carolina. We also saw Hayden Hurst go there. Adam Thielen is visiting with them today. They've already lost DJ Moore and CMC from last season. Like, I don't know what this Carolina team is going to look like. Are we interested in any of these pieces right now going forward? Oh, Miles Sanders also went there just recently as well. Talk about a ragtag bunch. <laughs> 
Yeah, I saw before Dalton had signed over there, I saw, uh, you know, through the beat reporters in Washington that Dalton would be a good veteran guy to bring in. And they're like, he's been around a lot and he's seen a lot. And then I, of course, posted the video of the, the slow motion where he threw the interception last year. And, you know, in the background, yeah. the Cardinals are scoring that touchdown. It's like, yeah, he's seen a lot. All right. Like, I, so I'm very happy that he ain't going there. Um, I, I, I think the pieces, though for Carolina are interesting. You know, you have my boy Visca, love Visca, you know, shout out to Jake Paquin in the chat here. I see he just said, all they need is Visca, baby. I, <laughs> I love Visca. You know, I, I think he's very underrated. He's a great talent and he just hasn't been utilized the places that he's been so far. So I, I would love to see him get a shot at, you know, truly being a wide receiver one or two for a team. Uh, Shai Smith made some, you know, splash plays last year for them as well. So he's an intriguing wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, with the departure, the departure of DJ Moore, it's like wide open there for, for anyone to take over. I do think that they are going to invest in the draft in a wide receiver. So I'll be interested in yeah. that aspect. And, uh, you know, obviously the other piece, Miles Sanders, we'll get into that a little later, but uh, Miles mm. Sanders is very interesting there as well. Deontay Foreman performed very well there last year. And uh, I think their offensive line is, you know, if correct me if I'm wrong here, I think they're about middle of the pack, um, you know, in, in the in the ra- uh, the rankings. So it's mm-hmm. interesting, but um, I think there's a lot of unknowns there. What do you think, Jay Mark? Yeah, I like the Sanders move. I mean, obviously, he's not your top 15 back, but he's a solid RB2 flex piece. Um, he's a good running back. He, you know, mm-hmm. he fights hard for yards, and I think he's going to do all right there. Everybody else, it's it's kind of waiting to see what goes with the quarterback. But even then, I don't know, you know, CJ Stroud, a, a Bryce Young, whoever they end up drafting. I don't know if that makes a difference for next year. Um, dynasty pieces, it can certainly be interesting and intriguing, but as far as the core group, aside from Miles Sanders right now, I'm staying away from him. Yeah, man, this is not an enticing group. It's like, oh, we just traded for the first overall pick, but let's also play the game. How much older can we get like overnight? <laughs> like Andy Dalton is a backup, most likely to a CJ Stroud, unless they again, you know, move back from the first pick, which I've also seen. Um, and then you have potentially Adam Thielen, who's visiting today, you know, receiver in his 30s Hayden Hurst not quite in his 30s yet but definitely a, you know a more aged uh experienced tight end which you know I really can't hate it you know after the season that he had you know it's a good signing for them you know they've been dealing with Tommy Tremble but I don't expect Hayden Hurst to have you know the same type of season that he had you know with the Cincinnati Bengals you know I don't even if they bring in CJ Stroud he's not going to be the next coming of you know Joe Burrow in his rookie season in my opinion so this team has a lot of work a lot of work to do uh, we'll get into more of the Miles Sanders and Hurst conversation, but the quarterback situation, they're not looking good with Dalton. I don't know how good it's even going to look for, you know, potentially a rookie quarterback. They feel like a team that's going to be, you know, in the top five again next year. Uh, next up, we've got the Heineke versus Desmond Ritter conversation. Taylor Heineke going down to Atlanta, signing a contract there. Desmond Ritter, the heir apparent. Now with Marcus Mariota released. What are your guys' thoughts between these two? I'm leaning in favor of Heineke to start the season. Kind of a short leash still acting as like a bridge quarterback type of scenario. What, what are your thoughts here, Andrew? So obviously, you know, I, I like Heineke, man. The, the, the legend of Heineke had started in Washington, right? You know, in, in that playoff game. So I, I have a little I, soft spot I, for him. I think J Mark may have a disagreement there. I mean, in a, a potential plug. Oh, do tell um, yeah, he started in the XFL. That's yeah, where uh, let's, the let's Heineke really started. <laughs> and that's exactly <laughs> that, why I like him, because of the XFL ties. But 
go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you're you're right. I do remember seeing the XFL videos of him, like, smashing beer cans and drinking, you know, double fist and beers and stuff. Like, it's awesome. He's a cool dude. He's a good team player. Uh, you know, I think he's going to challenge Ritter for the starting job. I don't think that they're going to give it to either one of them. I think they're going to make either one of them earn it. If I was Atlanta, I'd probably let L- Ritter play again and see what he has because, again, like, he's a rookie. You, you know what you're going to get a Heineke. He's not a... He's not a franchise quarterback. He's a guy that's fun, doesn't mind chucking it. You know, how many times did we see, fuck it, Terry's down there, I'm going to chuck it to him, right? And he just releases right. it downfield. It's awesome to watch, but he makes dumb decisions sometimes, and there's a reason that he's no longer with Washington, right? So mm. I, I I like Heineke. I think he's probably the best fit fantasy-wise. I think he'll um, give the people, you know, the most opportunities to score down there. But they did draft Ritter, and obviously, you know, they, they let him play last year, and Ritter was – actually decent he wasn't terrible he wasn't great he was fine so i think i i, I would give him a little bit of a leadway and give him a few games and then if it doesn't work out mm-hmm. throw heineke in there and see what you got but um i i don't think that either one of these guys is going to be the leader next year okay yeah what do you think John? Uh, yeah it, i'm torn because i want to root for ritter because i have him in my dynasty team but i also i, I like heineke's um I like how Heineke plays. I like his uh, story coming from the XFL. And I just, mm-hmm. I like those shots. You know, you see some of the guys after the game on the plane um, celebrating, and he's just sitting there with his uh, bush light drinking, you know, like not even drinking a Heineken, which I think a he should 30 get a sponsorship pack to himself. With. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, but, but yeah, I think he plays with no fear. Maybe that's coming from, you know, I played in spring football and made it to the NFL. So what do I got to lose? And I like that mm-hmm. about Heineke, but with how invested they are in Ritter, I think they probably do give him the opportunity and a little bit of a leg up here. That that could potentially be the case. I like going with the veteran, you know, just being able to come in, being able to understand the NFL defense is just a little bit better, having that experience and that upside. And I, honestly, I feel like he's very similar to what we saw from Marcus Mariota last year. Marcus Mariota to start the season wasn't bad. The team was, you know, top 10 in points. They were winning games. You know, it was random and it, and it was nuts a lot of weeks, but they were getting it done. I think he's a slight upgrade. Uh, from Marcus Mariota potentially, and I think he could do some good stuff there, but it'll be a, co- a competition for sure. I don't see anybody else coming in there. What I really do like about Heineke, Andrew, you mentioned it, he gets the ball to his guys. I do like this move for Drake London. I think we're going to see an uptick for work uh, for him coming up. Uh, we'll talk about Johnny Smith and and uh, Kyle Pitts in the back end here <laughs> when we get the tight ends, that poor man. Uh, next up, Jimmy Vegas Garoppolo. Andrew, what are we thinking here? What, what are we thinking about Jimmy to the Raiders? I'm worried about his pelvis, man. With with those looks out in Vegas, man, he, yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be laying it. Uh, as far as far as football is concerned, I do think that he's gonna be fine for the team. Uh, it, I mean, it's like Derek, you know, it's it's the meme, right? Of all the super, the Spider Man's pointing at each other, like Derek Carr to Jimmy G. It's like the same to me. It just doesn't it doesn't yeah. feel right. But with that said, it doesn't also feel wrong. It feels like he can get the ball to Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, you know, m- make some stuff happen there. Jacoby Myers just went there as well. So there, there's guys mm-hmm. around him, and he's a system guy. So I'm really interested to see what the Raiders are going to do with him, what kind of system they're going to put or, you know, put him in into run here. And are they going to be as mm-hmm. run heavy as they were last year, you know, with Josh Jacobs or, you know, it, there's a lot of unknowns here, but I feel like fantasy value wise, Jimmy's okay. He'll, he'll, he's a, you know, a quarterback two for me. He's not going to creep into 12 by any means. 
So it, it's mm-hmm. interesting. But honestly, I, th- I just think Jimmy's going to have fun out in Vegas, man. I think it's going to be a fun time, especially for the memes, for sure. Uh, Jay Mark, what do you think about uh, Jimmy's stock and also the weapons around him? Yeah, I mean, you know, his problem is always staying healthy. So, of course, it it rides on if he can stay healthy. But Jimmy G, like, I, I tend to shit on him because he's a uh, kind of a game manager quarterback. But at the same time, he does well fantasy football-wise. Like, um, he, he does all right. So... I don't know. This one's tough for me. I think I think he's going to make everybody around him valuable more than he's going to get value out of this because he does have that kind of game manager type role that he will get the ball to guys. You know, he's not flashy, but he's going to get the ball to guys. He's going to get them points. So I, I think it was a good move for Vegas. It was more money than I expected him to get, especially because of how injury prone he is. But um, yeah, I guess we'll see. And Shane Mark's wife has a crush on him. That's funny. This, this is very fun. true. She 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 loves Jimmy G. He's a handsome man. Hey. You can't deny it. He's he hey he gets it done. He gets it done. He's I would love to, that jawline. Put in the old the uh, the old <laughs> right. Ray in there too. He's, he's <laughs> yeah, not right. he's he's not shy about uh, about being different. Uh, taking <laughs> literally taking porn stars out for dinner in public. He just doesn't hey. care. Just, <laughs> you, you can't phase this man. Uh, now his downfield ball, you know, not, not so great though. Mm. Uh, love the, love the release. I don't think I, uh, I love this move for every Raider. I think Devonte Adams is pretty even keel. I think he can have a better season than he did last year with Carr. It was certainly a bigger down season, you know, from the years with Aaron Rodgers. I think he can improve on last year's numbers, but I don't know how much I love this move for Jacoby Myers. I don't know how much I love it for Hunter Renfro. Sounds like he may also be on his way out. Uh, there's rumors that the Patriots could be potentially targeting him in a trade. Um, so how the, do- the dominoes fall for everybody else, I don't love. But for Jimmy, it's good. It's pretty unilateral. I don't think he's going to ever finish outside of like quarterback 12 to 15. I think that's kind of a ceiling. And I feel like that's the same type of play that we're going to get from him this type of uh, this upcoming season, I should say. All right. One thing we'll, I last up will here. add. Sorry, What's just that? one thing to add. I do think Devonta Adams takes a step back from last year because – Oh, it seems okay. like Carr just he tried to force it to Adams all the time. And Adams is a hell of a mm-hmm. player who made the plays. Um, I think Jimmy G's very good at spreading the ball around. So I think he's gonna spread it around more and Adams might take a step back from last year. I agree. Yeah, that, that could definitely be the case. But uh, last year was just wildly inefficient for Devontae Adams, like target to to catch ratio. I think he'll definitely improve on that. So as long as he can move that bar up more. Still definitely think he can have more catches because, again, he left a lot of uh, a lot of stats on the table for sure. Uh, lastly, just to touch on Sam Darnold and the 49ers situation. Again, you know, they were looking at Baker Mayfield. They wound up signing Sam Darnold. I don't think that this is a wild indication of confidence of Trey Lance. Andrew, after this signing, what are your thoughts about that quarterback room now? They're still saying that Brock Purdy is probably going to be ready within the first four weeks of the season. What are, what are your thoughts? I mean – it's it's Trey Lance's team, right? I mean, they they drafted him. Like, or, or am I missing something here? Like, I I just don't see unless he's not ready to go. I don't see why they wouldn't just throw him in there. He's uh, he's healthy for the uh, start of the season, or not start of the season. At, at, you know, after he came back, he was healthy. Still a Brock Purdy show. Yeah, that's true. But I, Brock Purdy was in a groove, right? I mean, you don't you don't mess up something that's working at that point, right? So I I just I think it's his show to lose when he's you know mm-hmm. start of the season uh if he's not performing i think he's on a shorter leash for sure 
you know, with this signing and also with how much they liked Brock Purdy last year, I do think he's on a short leash, but I think it's his team and his team solely in the very first, uh, you know, the very first game, he's going to be the guy behind center. So unless he falters pretty quickly, I think it's, it's his team. What do you think, hey, Jim Mark? For me, maybe it's because I'm maybe I'm biased for Brock Purdy because he played ball at Iowa State, but uh, I've never been a Trey Lance guy. I never thought he was going to be a starting NFL caliber, um, and I just I don't think he has it. I, I really think they made a mistake there. So I think this I think you have to give it to Brock the way he was playing. Um, if they're both healthy, it's going to be a competition. But I like Brock to win this one. Yeah, I mean, Brock's going to be starting from behind for sure if he's returning within the first couple of weeks of the season. But I just don't see Trey Lance living up to his ADP, being the full starter all year long. And again, like I just don't think that Sam Darnold or even if it was Baker Mayfield, that's like just not a strong enough indication of confidence to say, oh, yeah, we're moving forward. Lights out with Trey Lance. You know, obviously they could have. It's not like they signed Andy Dalton. I would have been like, oh, yeah, sure. It's the Trey Lance show for sure. Wheels up, you know. That's what it's going to be week one. But it feels like Sam Darnold could push Trey Lance even to start week one if they're bringing him in. You know what I mean? Like it feels like he's closer to fighting up, fighting for the number two spot than he is the number three spot, given his experience and what I feel Kyle Shanahan could potentially do with Sam Darnold. I mean, you just got Jimmy G paid. That's for sure. Yeah. And the thing I like about Shanahan is he's not afraid to put guys in their place, no matter where they were drafted. It seems like mm-hmm. now I know they did give a lot to uh, get Trey Lance. That was a high draft pick, but you know, for example, Trey Sermon was a higher draft pick and he wasn't performing. And they said, well, let's get Elijah Mitchell in there. We don't care that he's a worse draft pick or lower down. Mm-hmm. I don't think Shanahan cares about oh, that. Trey it Sermon. just, yeah, it just matters um, how much pressure I guess he gets from the the guys up in the big the big office of let's play this guy because we spent so much capital on him. Right, exactly. You know, getting stuck to the name on the back rather than the numbers on the field. Yep. All right, before we move into the running back conversation, we're going to pay a couple of quick bills here. Uh, WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During the WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. There are so many ways to bet on the big dance. You can sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. This is limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. You asked and we're delivering. The March Madness Contest is back. The DGEN Dance, our March Madness Bankroll Contest is back for you DGENs. Free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes are up for grabs. Plus, we've got first half under bingo where you can win an SGPN gift card. Enter both contests on the SGPN app. All right, and we're back. We're talking fantasy free agency in fantasy football. First up, Miles Sanders already peeped it a little bit, going to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, they want to run the ball. That, that They've made a note about that, that they want to run the ball, and they want to run the ball with a couple of different guys. Could potentially still bring back Dante Foreman. I believe they still have Chubb Hunter, Hubbard under contract. 
Uh, let's assume they do have a three-man rotation here. What do you guys think about Miles Sanders' prospects this upcoming year? I, I can't imagine he's going to duplicate the production that he had uh, in Philadelphia. No, I doubt that. Uh, I do still think he can be productive there. Uh, I would say probably towards middle to back end on the RB2 rankings. Uh, you know, again, Carolina was decent last year running the ball. They had two guys who had career days one week. You know, so I, mm -hmm. I think that they have a good scheme to run the ball. Miles Sanders is better than Deontay Foreman um, and Chubba Hubbard. So I, I think that obviously he's going to perform pretty well there i would say uh, i i am concerned that the offense doesn't give him a lot of opportunities to score in the red zone you know obviously they're they're the panthers they're not like super good you know they're they're about middle of the field here so i i i do worry about that a little bit about the opportunities but miles sanders is a good running back i do think obviously he should have stayed in philadelphia i think that they could have get, got him on a, a team-friendly deal but of course they ship him out and he lands with the panthers uh but uh, again, we saw what Deontay Foreman did last year, and I think Miles Sanders is definitely better than him. So I would assume some sort of similar production, maybe four, four point three yards per carry are, is a possibility for him. So I, I I'm not going to shy away from him, but he's not going to be top of my priority list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100 percent agree. I, th I think he's going to do better here than people are expecting, but I don't know if he will reproduce the the touchdown numbers that he did for Philadelphia. Right. But. I think it's going to be a similar situation where he he Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott ate into some of his time with Philadelphia. I think he'll have some of his time eaten up in Carolina, but I do think he's going to end up being the top guy in that backfield. Um, and land, you you have him right where I have him, kind of RB two flex numbers. Um, and yeah, so I think I think it's a good move for Miles. Um, would have been better with Philadelphia, yeah, but I think he's still going to be productive. And I think fantasy wise, you're probably going to be able to get him at a deal again. I mean, I feel like mm -hmm. last year he went way too low. I think it's going to happen again. Yeah. I think you're going to get him at a more affordable price, probably similar to last year. Like you'd said, uh, as far as like the usage and opportunity, I feel like it is still pretty unilateral because they may not have a rushing quarterback. I think, you know, CJ Stroud, albeit that that should be their starter. If, if they're playing their cards, right. And they're keeping that first pick, you know, he's going to be more under center. He's not going to be a run first type of guy. They're going to need to rely on feeding the running backs the ball and keeping the quarterback in the passing game protected. So I, I like his potential upside, but there's not, in my opinion, there won't be any rhyme or reason to his production. We're going to be guessing, you know, who the guy is going to be that week, who's going to be the one to fall in the end zone, you know, until we see an injury or two or just someone, you know, really outshine the, the competition there for touches. Uh, this next one up here, getting a little closer to home, getting a little personal, touching some nerves today. J Mark, David Montgomery. Going up to Detroit. I mean, it's a little sickening in the stomach. We have the money to pay him. You know, if, if we're not on the same page, we're not on the same page. I get it. But what do you think about his prospects uh, going up to Detroit? I can't imagine he's going to be an RB1 standing next to DeAndre Swift. Yeah, I agree. I'm disappointed with the move, um, especially in our division still. Now we got to face him twice. But yeah, this seems like a step back because he's got Swift to compete with and Detroit loves DeAndre Swift. So um, it's definitely going to be a, a fall for him fantasy wise. Um, interesting move. I don't, I don't again, I, I feel I agree with you. We had the money to pay him. Um, I would have rather seen him stay with us, maybe again, because I'm biased because he went to Iowa State. But uh, yeah, <laughs> interesting move there. <laughs> what do you think, Andrew? Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think the word is interesting, right? Like it's kind of a lateral move to me. I mean, Jamal Williams was very good last year for them. I mean, why, why 
kick him to the curb and bring in Dave Montgomery. Now, Montgomery, I think skill set wise has a larger skill set. But mm-hmm. I mean, around the goal line, Jamal Williams was lights out. If they would know how to utilize DeAndre Swift, then maybe they wouldn't have need to make a move. I mean, they, it just seems right. like they're not sure what to do with him. So they bring in, you know, Dave Montgomery and they're like, you know what, let's give this dude a shot. So I'm very interested interested to see what happens with swift and how they plan on using him if they even plan on keeping him um but dave montgomery he could be a very good uh you know running back on this team and i think that i think that i i'm gonna like him more than i like miles sanders uh you know as far yeah. as the situation is yeah. concerned so um but yeah definitely an interesting move it, it was seemed lateral to me a little bit it is an interesting move. You look at the injury history for DeAndre Swift. There's going to be some opportunity there potentially for David Montgomery. I'm going to be interested to see if they draft somebody or add another running back there. You know what? Yeah, he's got to come back through Chicago two times, but we, you know, we also grabbed Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. So good luck, buddy. Good luck, pal. You're not going to, it's not going to be as easy as it was last year. That's for sure. You know, the practice squad is going to be look, looking a little bit different, bud. So, you know, good luck to you. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll bring the heat when we come back around. Uh, don't love the move for him unless he's going to wind up getting the touches. We saw that the Lions obviously know how to use the running backs. They just, you know, J. Mark, you used the word love for DeAndre Swift. I don't know. I don't know if that's the adjective, bud. Uh, they <laughs> they they were loving Jamal Williams this past year. Definitely not DeAndre True. Swift, but it'll be interesting to see how the, the usage for those guys is split. I have to imagine it's going to be pretty close to 50-50. It's about as close to 50-50 as you can get unless we see them add another mouth to feed. Uh, Jamal Williams is up next. He goes down to the Saints. This is a very interesting move. I think it makes his value pretty unilateral because he's still going to be sharing the bulk of touches with another uh, running back in Alvin Kamara. But we have the potential looming suspension of Alvin Kamara. Maybe he misses four games. Obviously, he's another year older. He's been a shell of himself as of late. What are we thinking on Jamal Williams? We'll start with Andrew. Oh, man. I would have preferred him to stay on the lines. I won't lie. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I get that. I like that <laughs> too. <laughs> they knew how to use them. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I think it's fine. Uh, the Saints have a you know the, the Saints have produced two good running backs in in the same year. You know the the Mark Ingram mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara year. So can it be done? Yes. Now that was a different regime, different scheme. So I completely understand that that's you know Regime's not in Denver now. <laughs> uh, yeah, as I, it's it's not what you know what what we're looking at here, but. Uh, I do think that right. he can be utilized very well here. He, he's a team player, right? That's what everyone always talks about, how much they love him and how much of a passionate football player he is, right? So if he can get that in, you know, the Saints locker room, then I think he's going to be fine. It's it's if they don't really utilize him a whole lot, kind of give him a couple of handoffs here and there. Like if he's not really feeling the team mm-hmm. aspect, I think he's going to, you know, more or less shut down, right? A little bit. And now, now granted, he's a good football player and he runs hard and, you know, does all that. So I, I think that he's going to be fine there, but he's definitely moving down my rankings a little bit. Um, now with the caveat of depends on what happens with Camara. Camara is out six plus games due to suspension. Ooh, yeah. Then Jamal Williams is going to move up my rankings a, a hefty amount, I think, because he's he's a guy that, that can carry a bulk of, of the workload. So really it really for me, as far as ranking him, it's really gonna, you know, fall on what happens with Kamara in these next couple months. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Um, just because of that, because there might be a looming suspension, you know, I, I am grabbing him in a couple leagues if I can especially if it's later on, just, just because of the upside, there is a lot of upside there. Right. So if he's somebody that you can, if it makes sense at the time, mm-hmm. he's somebody I'm grabbing, but obviously uh, I agree with you. He had more value in Detroit as uh, fantasy wise. 
Yeah, I think he's going to get that sporadic usage. But, you know, that offense, again, this is another example of just no rhyme or no reason. They're going to have Taysom Hill. They're going to have Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, Derek Carr, huge wild card at quarterback. You have Michael Thomas coming back there. We're expecting, you know, another step forward for Chris Olave. They re-signed Juwan Johnson. There's a, a lot of mouths to feed there. I'm not sure, you know, what this move particularly does to everybody else's stock. I would assume, you know, touchdown exposure definitely definitely going to be more so down now for Juwan Johnson, Taysom Hill, and Alvin Kamara. You know, they're key red zone threats at this time. Maybe even Michael Thomas. Uh, next up, we have Ezekiel Elliott getting released by the Dallas Cowboys. What are your guys' thoughts about Zeke? Where is he going to land? And who else is going to come into Dallas? Because I can't think that it's just going to be Tony Pollard. They got to add somebody else. I don't even know who else is rostered there now that I think about it. Justin, why don't you take this one first? Because I hate Zeke and the cowgirl. So my, my bias is going to show through here. <laughs> um, no, when you, I think it was the right move for Dallas. Cause when you watched last year, mm -hmm. Tony Pollard was the better running back. Um, Zeke hasn't been the same Zeke that he was, you know, a couple years ago and early on in his career. Um, I, Tony Pollard might be the guy for this job. I don't know if they bring much else. They might, he might be their featured back without any competition as far as where Zeke goes it's interesting he's gonna have to land somewhere where they they're using him I don't think as a featured back I don't think he can do that anymore I think he he took too many mm -hmm. hits he was that featured guy carrying the ball too many times so and not necessarily because he has injury history he's just he's not as efficient anymore you can see it when he runs he's just not as efficient so he's more of a guy to bring in and Bring on your goal line or short yarded situations, unfortunately, um, and he'll have some flashes, but I don't think he'll ever be as fantasy relevant as he was, you know, three, four years ago. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll be getting to the uh, the Eagles here in a minute, but I think that that would be a good location, especially especially if he wants to go on the similar revenge tour that David Montgomery has uh, <laughs> so chosen. Uh, he could go that route as well. Also put down the Chiefs, Tampa Bay, the Rams. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities where I could see him just going in and being a goal line, red zone type of running back and making a difference football-wise, but not so much in fantasy football. I, I think it's definitely time to get off of him. His stock would be down. Um, as far as the Cowboys, I like potentially targeting uh, Jameer Gibbs in the draft. I know that he is a name that's been floated around their team. Uh, so I just think that they're going to shore up that position most likely in the draft or make a, you know, a cheap signing, you know, I could see also like a Leonard Fournette going there. He's still available. All right. Next up, uh, we do have the Eagles. They signed Rashad Penny and brought back Boston Scott, excuse me, back, uh, adding those two in with uh, Kenneth Gainwell. Ick. Icky. I don't like it. it feels dirty. Andrew, what do you think? Are they still going to draft Bijan? Are they going to draft a running back early on in this, uh, this upcoming draft? Are they done? Is this it? <sighs> I don't think so, but it really won't shock me if they do. Uh, you know, again, we we know that this running back class is deep. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a lot of good guys in there that, that can be playmakers for a team. So it won't surprise me if they do. I don't think they will, at least not early. I, I would say they maybe will dip their toe in the second round or so, but they feel like more of a, a round three or later kind of, um, you know, kind okay. of team that, that that's going to look for some of these guys. Because I do think some of these guys that, that we really like, you know, that Dave and Brad had brought the light for us. Um, I think some of these guys slip a little bit and fall into round three, four, five. So I, I think that you're going to get a very good value on a couple of these guys going in that round. But, um, you know, the Eagles have a good scheme. You know, they, they have a good running game. Um, I think they're 
their cap hit is like three million dollars in total for all their running backs. It's Jeez. something something crazy like that, right? It's nuts. So again, how he's doing what he does and he's making shit work for him. So I think that their running scheme is going to be you know just as good. We always know we can pencil Boston Scott in for touchdowns against the Giants. So make sure you get him <laughs> in the lineup versus the Giants. Right. And uh, I you know I, I don't like the signing uh, because you know for Kenny Gainwell. I really wanted Kenny Gainwell to get a shot at this, but. He's going to be a, a still up, I would say, 50% opportunity kind of guy as well. So I think Gainey is going to be fine. And a lot of these guys are going to be discounts in your draft because there's not going to be one that really shines through unless they do draft one of these guys. So I think mm-hmm. you're going to be able to get good depth on your team, uh, you know, with the with these Eagles running backs. Yeah, agreed. I mean, obviously pay attention to what they do within the rest of the free agency or the draft, but uh, a guy I'm taking kind of a late round flyer on, because like you said, I think all these guys are going to drop is Rashad Penny. Um, Obviously he has the injury history, but he's got a lot of upside. He's a flashy player, six yard average carry, you know, per carry. Um, That's a guy that if he can stay healthy, he can be a a top RB two with those numbers. If he can stay healthy and in that scheme where they run the ball very effectively. So, out of all of them, that's kind of the guy that I'm keeping an eye on if they don't make any other moves, watching him slip and kind of taking a late-round flyer on him. I, oh, go uh, I, I say Rashad Penny currently, uh, I just did a draft uh, two days ago, and I took Rashad Penny. I took him at 167. His current uh, ADP was 160, or I'm sorry, 176. So, I mean, he's going well behind a lot of these running backs. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great value right now. For sure. Yeah, I, I expect come draft day, you know, co- come closer to kickoff, you're going to see, like, if, if this group does stay the same, you're going to see Gainwell as the first guy off the board, PPR upside. You'll see Penny there just because he looks a little bit flashier still than Boston Scott. So for me, it'll just be about playing the ADP game. You won't have to reach for any of them if this is the group that they decide to ride with. Biggest winner here, Jalen Hurts shareholders. He is going to continue to run, run, run. Uh, next up, we have the Dolphins' myriad of running backs. My goodness, they brought back Monster. They brought back Jeff Wilson. They brought back Salvan Ahmed. They brought back Miles Effing Gaskin. What are they doing? What are they? What are they? Do? What are they, actually? What is Miles Gaskin doing? Like, bro, when are you gonna learn? They don't like you, man. Like, when are you gonna get it? It's not for you. Like, he he signed a contract just to get cut. I don't get this whole situation. Like. We talked about this. We said Monster was going to come back. Wilson, do you guys like this group? Do you expect they're going to draft a running back? What are your thoughts about this uh, th- this odd group? I, I think it's going to be a carousel of dudes. Um, I do dudes. think Jeff Wilson is probably the one that I like the most out of all of them based off of where he's going and what he was able to do last year. Uh, gas can. I have no idea what the hell he's doing there. I mean, like this dude's just going to he's just going to explode the, you know, the the bad way right he's not gonna like explode on the field he's just gonna explode in general and just be off the team i i agree with you he signed a deal to be let go at some point in the season uh it's not gonna surprise me though if they go out and try to still sign somebody else uh you know what if they could go out and get eckler i don't know if they have the capital to do it but if they could free up some i think eckler there would be i guess you're gonna have to trade three of your running backs well hell do that yeah Trade, trade them all. Well, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I don't know if the away. Chargers are interested. Yeah, so we'll give you Wilson Mostert a pick, <laughs> and we'll we'll pay the majority of his salary. They're like, no, what? No, that's not a trade. <laughs> yeah, um, Mustart is uh, as as people like to call him Mustart. Uh, I think he's 
he's interesting as well. It's him and Wilson for me. Everyone else there aren't even going to be on my radar, to be honest right. with you. But I still think they they do something. I don't think they go into the season with this carousel of running backs. They either draft somebody or sign somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it's it's a messy situation right there right now. Yeah, I agree with Andrew that you got to go with the former 49er running backs in this backfield, Moster and um, Wilson. I mean, those are the guys with the with the upside. Both of them can run the ball well. Um, It's just about opportunity, whether they're going to get enough carries to make a difference. So Mm -hmm. um, it's all like Andrew said, it's about the ADP game. If they're falling at the right spot, those guys do have some upside. But otherwise, this is a messy situation. Yeah, I would try to be off of it as possible uh, in redraft. If you're in Dynasty, I think that Wilson could be a nice buy low target. He's not going to cost you much. And if you just need to, you know, again, get somebody on the field week in, week out, I think he'll have a reliable role. They'll, they also traded for him and they had to re-sign him. So I think that him still being back is going to be indicative of a role. The depth of that role, I'm not so sure of, but I think he will be the guy that will have the steadiest floor week in and week out. I only bring up Ahmed and Gaskin because, you know, what are they doing? I just, I just I just don't understand it. Like, yeah, pretty clear that those guys won't have roles. Like, they're not going to be used very sparingly unless they're up, you know, 56 to 14. You know, I think that's the last time we saw Gaskin getting touches. Uh, or maybe it was just when the other two were just completely injured. I'm not sure. But he had, like, like probably eight or ten touches all, all season. He was like a darling like two or three seasons ago. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, next up and lastly with the running backs we have is uh, Samaje P. Ryan. Going over to the Broncos, interesting move. You know, we've heard that Javante Williams could be back as close as week one of the NFL kickoff. Also, also have heard conflicting reports that could be back another four weeks or so. I think it's a great move. We saw him in small spurts last season with the Bengals. He looked good and looked reliable when getting a good amount of volume and workload. What are your guys' thoughts about his fit with the Broncos? I just want to know where the hell was this when he was on Washington? Like they just, he just wasn't good. And then he went to the Bengals. He was uh, getting a bonus not to perform well. Sometimes it goes to the referees. Sometimes it goes to the players. It's just more of the Dan Snyder curse. Have a player, doesn't do well, goes to another team, performs well. Makes no sense. Uh, I actually really thought that that the Bengals were going to keep him because I think Joe Mixon's a cap casualty. Uh, I don't think he's going to be there. So I thought that they were going to keep him. Obviously, that did not happen. So um, I, I think it's good for him to go there because I'm of the assumption that Javante Williams would not be ready. I mean, if you look at his injury, what he did, the time frame for him to come back is not the start of the season. I mean, it wasn't an isolated tear. He, he fucked his whole leg up, right? Like, it was bad. So I, I think Samaji Piran is going to be the starter to come the season, probably play four, five, six games. Javante comes mm-hmm. back, kind of works himself in, and it really makes me want to stay off Javante because what they're telling us is that uh, we're not sure he's going to be ready, and we want to get a guy in here that we know can run the ball well, do things you know that, that we need him to. And so I, I actually like Samaj Piran where he's going currently, and uh, I, it makes me not want to draft Javante. I, I want to keep letting Javante fall because I think we're going to get worse and worse news as the, as the months go on mm-hmm. and then kind of start to attack him after a bunch of those bad news comes out and he drops another two three four rounds uh then i think i'll i'll try to pick him up but it's going to make me want to stay off of him but i do think samaje uh in in this scheme and uh on this team is a good fit yeah i i completely agree the only thing i'll add to that is in a dynasty league if you have javante williams I would go out and get P Ryan as your handcuff um, mm-hmm. as soon as you can. I don't think he's going to cost you a lot because 
you know, the idea is Javante Williams is the better running back, so it's probably not going to cost you a lot, but I think he's an important handcuff to have, especially as we get more um, information on that injury. Asking for a friend who may or may not have Javante Williams on their dynasty team, what would you try to give up for? What do you think is a reasonable, fair cost to get Piran? It's a good question. I mean, it obviously I always say trades depend on what your team looks like, but I mean, even just a, a mid wide receiver, um, just what about draft picks? There. like, like where would you be aiming to try to trade a draft pick like a third round fourth? Yeah. I, I think I, third I, is perfect. I, yeah. I was going to say third will probably get the trade done, but I think most yeah. ideal is second. Like you target somebody that's thirsty for a running back and they may pay a little bit more. I mean, you don't want to like you you'll probably get a third round pick from somebody that has like three or four good running backs, but if you go to the team that's a little bit thirstier, I think you can get that second. Especially if they have So you're saying seconds. if I'm the Javante owner and I want to get P Ryan, I should give him a fourth and start there. Well, yeah, that that, that might be tough, but yeah, I mean, with with today's <laughs> news, with today's news it might be tough. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't hate that thought process. Uh, why don't you go ahead and pay that last uh, underdog bill, and then we'll move over to uh, receivers and last couple of tight ends. We'll get out of here. Sure. Yes. Uh, if you aren't on underdog drafting best ball teams for the NFL, you know, uh, yeah, PGA, NHL, NBA, all that, I, I don't know what you're doing yet. Underdog is the absolute best. Uh, you know, they have drafts that are super quick, and they have drafts that are super long. So, I mean, it fits everybody's bill, fits everyone's pocket you know um and obviously sgpn is brought to you by underdog fantasy uh underdog fantasy is heating up for march madness college pick'em is a great way to get in on the action especially if your bracket is busted after day one plus underdog fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code sgpn for a 100 deposit bonus up to 100 that's underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn P N and be sure to download the episode on Spotify, smash the like button on YouTube and give us a follow on Twitter at SGPN fantasy uh, live update here. Alexander Madison was signed to a two year, $7 million contract with the Minnesota Vikings. They are bringing him back. Any, uh, any tidbits there for, for Dalvin cook. They've been talking about moving him. They're going to move on with Pete uh, Madison or Dalvin cook. What do you guys think? Uh, it's a tough one right now. I, I want to say they're going to keep Dalvin Cook, but I don't know. The, the more and more I read into it, it really seems like Dalvin Cook kind of wants to leave. Uh, so I'm I'm not sure. Uh, I I did see James Cook of the Buffalo Bills tweet at his brother Dalvin and say, "Be cool if you came over here and joined us. That would be very interesting. I, I would love to see that as as a as a NFL fan. I would love to see that as a fantasy fan. I would not. Uh, but I, I do think Dalvin probably stays with the Vikings." Um, if not, though, Alexander Madison right now, his ADP is very, very nice. Uh, so if you're doing any mm -hmm. underdog best ball fantasy drafts right now, Alexander Madison's a very good get in the later rounds. I like that. What do you think, Jay Mark? Yeah, I think they keep Dalvin Cook, and I think they use Alexander Madison more. I think you start seeing more of a, a split, maybe even a 50-50 split here, which, of course, fantasy-wise is bad for both. Um, right. but I, th I think with how Dalvin is getting older and them wanting to maybe keep him a little fresher and now Alexander Madison, obviously showing flashes of being a, a capable running back. I think you're going to get more of a 50, 50 split here. 
I've never been a Madison fan. I've been on record on that many a time. Uh, just never been that high on him. I, I mean, we've seen the flashes, flashes, but it's always been in you know short spurts. Um, has has the size, has uh, some athleticism for sure, but I, I just don't know if, about how I feel about him about being like two hundred and fifty ball you know toucher. You know, I, I, I just, it doesn't doesn't do it for me. Dalvin Cook, love him on a lot of different teams. Uh, the Dolphins, the the Bills, yeah, both great. Uh, come down to the Bears, you know. Right now, we still need a running back. That that'd be just fine with me. So, uh, you don't think Travis Homer's the Mark guy? <laughs> He's not. That's not the. That's not. That's not the answer. He didn't make the cut. He didn't make this list because I'm not talking about that. We've made lots of good moves in Chicago so far this offseason. I don't need to talk about the one bad one. Okay, so I've I've, I've earned that, but. Um, no, I, th- I think he'd be a, a great fit in a lot of teams, uh, but I'm with Jay Mark. He probably just winds up back with the Vikings. It's probably just some flash trying to get that extension, just trying to, you know, not go easy into that cold contract. All right, receivers here. We'll go through these a little bit quicker. Juju Smith-Schuster going to the Patriots. I don't love this right now, but my thoughts are that the Patriots are still in on the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. What are you guys' uh, thoughts about Jacoby Myers, or not Jacoby Myers, Juju Smith-Schuster, Hard to get them confused, right? On the on the Patriots, who's who? Uh, what do you think about his prospects right now with Mac Jones going forward? Uh, I mean, it's yeah, it's an okay situation for Juju. Uh, he's clearly the best guy there currently. I do worry though about the pass volume. Uh, I also worry about Mac Jones just sucking again, uh, and I worry about the play calling. So the trifecta of worry makes me really not want to draft Juju. Right. Uh, it, it, for me, it's really going to depend on cost. You know, on draft day, where is he going? He's, if anything, I would like him to be like my wide receiver four, if at all possible, four or five, somewhere in there. I don't want him to be one of my top three. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, so I, I'm definitely concerned. I think it's a decent spot for Juju to get opportunity to perform mm-hmm. well. But. Uh, again, we saw last year the play calling was not good, and their poss- the the opportunities in the passing offense was not all there. They are conservative. They they want to play good defense and run the ball with Ramondre Stevenson. So I mm-hmm. I, I worry. Uh, again, this is really going to depend on the cost of him, and uh, I, I'm going to steer clear in best ball drafts currently right now because Juju again his ADP was reflecting that he was going to be on the Chiefs. That's obviously not the case anymore, so I'm going to stay away for now and see what happens with it. But uh, I do also worry the Juju and Bill Belichick connection here. Like he's if he's out there trying to do these damn TikToks, Bill Belichick is going to kill him. So I, I'm just I'm worried that his his personality is going to shine, and Bill Belichick is going to be like, no, he don't want none of that. Juju is going to get pissed off that he can't be himself and he can't have fun and all that, mm-hmm. and then he's just going to shut down and. I, I could be totally wrong on this. This is just when I think about Juju <clears throat> with Bill Belichick, I think about like a adolescent kid with a very conservative dad. And the dad's like, I don't want none of you right now. Like I don't got time for you. So it, we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm definitely a little concerned. Man, Juju with the daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that comparison. Um, I know Patrick Mahomes spread the ball around a lot for the Chiefs, but going from Patrick Mahomes to Mac Jones is not encouraging fantasy football-wise. The only guy I want on this Patriots team right now is the guy that Andrew mentioned, Ramondre Stevenson. I think the offense runs through him. Um, That's the only one I'm looking at right now. Juju probably will be the wide receiver one, of course, but with Mac Jones thrown to him, I just don't have the confidence in that of being a solid fantasy piece. 
No, I completely agree. His stock is absolutely down right now. We could see an aversion of that if they make a move at quarterback, which I think that they are still alive in. They are not a team that has turned down the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. I could honestly, right now, the way that they're talking, we could see them move a second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, add him with Juju, and then give up those two firsts and sign and trade for Lamar Jackson. Not very Patriot way like, but you know, when you're in the hole, you're in the hole. You got to get yourself out one way they or the did, other. So eight eight minutes ago, speaking of the Patriots, they did just sign James Robinson. Oh. Just ouch. <laughs> oh. Just putting that out there. I'm not saying that's good or anything. I just saw it when I looked at Ramondre season over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could ha- it, it could hurt Pierre Strong, just saying, but that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the writing's in the wall for Damian Harris. Good luck, buddy. Uh next up, uh I know, and I know J-Mark's answer here. This is an absolute riser from six to fucking midnight. DJ Moore going over from Carolina to Chicago. J-Mark, you take it away, buddy. I'm as hard as a rock right now. Now, I don't I don't want to give a shameless plug here, but we talked about this on Old Fashioned Football last night, and my wife guaranteed DJ Moore would be a top 15 wide receiver. Mm. Um, yes. yes. I'm inclined to agree with her. I think, you know, I yes. we saw – Josh Allen struggled his first two years. They add a a good playmaker at wide receiver like Stephon Diggs. Those two light it up. Um, Jalen Hurts struggled. They add A.J. Brown. Those two light it up. I think D.J. Moore is the guy in that situation for Justin Fields. I think this helps Mm -hmm. him take that step forward in the passing game that everybody thinks he lacks, though I do think a lot of it was the offensive line and the receivers around him. And, yeah, I'm – I'm going all in on DJ Moore. Of course, I'm biased because he's a bear now, but I, I think this is a great move going from Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, PJ Walker to Justin Fields. Absolutely. His stock up, in my opinion, going from the situation that was the Carolina Panthers. They were a good running team, but we are the reigning rushing champs from last season. <laughs> we have Justin Fields that will take a step forward. I mean, Justin Fields, I'm not saying, you know, he's, he's Patrick Mahomes, but I mean, he's not a gumster trash quarterback like Daniel Jones. I mean, you know, if we want to get into some slander, I mean, Yikes. that guy's just absolutely terrible. You know what I mean? So <laughs> we need Kramer. They added to help him. Yeah, they, yeah, they <laughs> added to help him out, which is the biggest thing, which I absolutely love. Uh, they, they also added, you know, uh, an offensive lineman. I still don't think that they're done with running back. I think this is going to be a great offense. They may even add another receiver, but right now the way that they have it, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, you got to be feeling pretty good about that. I think he's definitely going to be a highlight in the offense. Give me, you know, 1,300 plus receiving yards, right around 100 catches and probably around four or five receiving touchdowns. Let's ride. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, as the only non-Bears fan on the pod here. Uh, <laughs> sure, I'll speak bring us back bit, down to earth. That's all right. I, I'll, I'll speak just a little bit more realistically. The, the oh, issue okay. I have with everything that you guys said is what you feel he can do. You just said you feel like he can be around 100 catches. Well, that yeah. right now was about 30% of all the attempts you guys had last year. You had 377 attempts, okay? So that sounds about right. 30% you, sounds like a Brandon Marshall well, season. If I've ever heard it, <laughs> Brandon Marshall was commanding 33% from Jay Cutler. Yeah. That, that's sounds a good temp, to me, brother. Not, not receptions. You're saying hundred receptions on 377 passes. That's going to be really fucking hard to do. I'm not going to lie to you. So that would be, that would, that would be can, difficult. That would be difficult. If they can bump up those rookie numbers to, you know, maybe closer to 480, somewhere in there, another hundred right. you know, pass attempts. That's probably where, mm-hmm. where you want to be at to get, DJ Moore to where you guys are talking about. Key, I, key note of our passing offense last season, Cole Komet. Cole <laughs> yeah. 
Thomas Kement, if that's even his real middle name. He <laughs> led the team in receptions. He led the team in receptions. He's terrible. Hey, he's not terrible. This is why you he's get DJ he, Moore. I agree he, with Andrew on this one. He's yeah, not terrible. I, I like Cole Kement a lot, actually. I, I, do too. I really I took him. He was like my second most exposed tight end last year in best ball. <laughs> I love Cole Kement. He's yeah, great. Everyone he's was athletic. really high on him last year. Everyone I was high on him last year. Look what he did to us. Look what he did to Oh, yeah. He led his team in receptions. That's right, Justin. That's right. Dude's a dog. He uh, let him off he, the hook because because he did okay. He's athletic, right? It's just sure. they, they just didn't use him enough. And and it's just so the whole Bears offense, passing offense, was just uh, kind of a letdown as far as what they wanted to do and what they did. So if they can bump that shit up a little bit, I think DJ Moore is right in the realm of where you guys are talking about. Wide receiver or 15. I think he's going to finish between 15 and 20. So I agree, you know, on that aspect. Uh, I, I am a little concerned because we saw last year – Justin Fields threw some balls into some offensive linemen's backs and kind of threw it down. And it, it looked like sometimes he didn't have a full grip on the ball. So I'm I'm a little concerned there. But as Jay Mark alluded to, you get good quarterback play when you get the quarterback a very good wide receiver, i.e. Hertz and Brown, right? So I think DJ Moore mm. has the ability to get Justin Fields to that next step. It's will the offense allow it? And can Justin Fields make sure that He's not pissing down his leg come week one and realizing, all right, I got a lot of pressure here. They gave me weapons. I need to make it happen now. So we'll, right. we'll see. But I, I do think DJ Moore definitely is up, you know, up in my rankings. I think he jumped six spots in my rankings. So I, I, I do like him a lot more now, but it, it's, it is concerning just that the bears offense as a whole was as it was last year. Sure. Not, a, not a pass heavy offense. We were run the ball first, best rushing team in the NFL. But you don't go out and get DJ Moore to not use him. You don't keep the Ferrari in the sure. garage. We're going to be going full, you know, F1, if you will, you know, like your boy Terry McLaurin, you know, not a great quarterback, still manages to get all those yards, all those receptions. So I, I see a similar situation there. And by the way, yeah, those throws into the back of the lineman, you know, the dude couldn't get to Mississippi number two before he could make a throw. All right. It'd be like one Mississippi. Oh, I'm dead on my back. One Mississippi. Oh, I'm dead. No, very true. <laughs> the help is here. All right. Next up, uh, Adam Thielen potentially to Carolina. Ooh. Does this would this move uh, move him up your board, down your board? Should he go somewhere else? Uh, Andrew, go. Uh, I mean, he's always a move down guy for me. Adam Thielen's on the wrong side of thirty. He's a little overrated in my eyes. He's a good touchdown guy, right? Like I can't deny that. But he's just he's just not there to make the quarterback better right like the quarterback is going to make him a little better so if he goes to the chiefs i will like him if he goes to the eagles for whatever reason i will like him like there's certain teams that i'm like all right i can talk myself into drafting adam thielen but i would say 95 percent of the teams if they take him I, I don't want anything to do with them i didn't want him on the vikings i don't want him to go anywhere else you know i just he's on the wrong side of 30. I, I always say that, but it's like, you can see the trend when the wide receiver gets to 30, start to have the down tick. Now he's moving teams, new scheme, new quarterback, new everything. I don't really want a whole lot to do with him. No offense to Adam Thielen. I know he's a friend of the podcast, but it's, he's just not my guy. He's just not going to be my guy unless he goes to the chiefs. That's the only, I'll enter the Man. twilight zone where my love for Patrick Mahomes and my hatred for Thielen will collide. And I won't know what to do other than draft both. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I was a fan of Thielen, but he is, he's become more and more touchdown dependent each year. 
Um, add in that he's had some injuries off and on because he is getting older. Um, this isn't a great move fantasy wise for him. You know, it might be a good move for him to get in there get around a young group of guys and help kind of help the team weather the storm of getting a new franchise quarterback and everything. But fantasy wise, I don't think it's a great move. Yeah, I, I don't love really anywhere he lands. Even if he goes to the Chiefs, I'm assuming they're going to add another playmaker on top of Travis Kelsey now that they're losing, you know, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. So I just imagine he would get buried, um, you know, in the priority list there. Carolina, eh, don't love it. Going to get C.J. Stroud probably as his quarterback. Wouldn't love him with a rookie uh, quarterback. Would prefer a gunslinger, similar um, take that uh, they Andrew had there. Alan Lazard and Aaron Rodgers stack moving from the Packers to the Jets. Andrew, what are your thoughts about this uh, this tandem move, trade, well, however it's going to go down when it actually happens? Uh, what are your thoughts about Roger Stock, Lazard, and also Garrett Wilson and company? So I'm seeing a lot of, and again, I was on Twitter a lot today. Uh, I saw a lot of people like, man, Garrett Wilson stock's going to rise and rise and rise. And I, I really don't think it's going to. And, and I'll be you know on the hot seat here when he goes off for, 1512 right like i mm-hmm. i just don't see it because rogers is getting to a spot where he already has his list of demands which he said wasn't really a thing today on mcafee he's like i, I didn't do that he's like but the writing's on the wall right like he didn't need to do it for them to know what to do to get him right like i mean so the writing was on the wall but you're, you're telling me that you that people think garrett wilson's going to his stock's going to rise he already performed very well last year but he was the guy now you're bringing in lazard Maybe Randall Cobb. What else are they going to do? Elijah Moore's still there. Elijah Moore's a very good wide receiver that just wasn't used last year a whole lot. So mm-hmm. I actually think that Garrett Wilson's going to be a little bit overdrafted um, in, in my eyes. I, I probably won't get a whole lot of him. I just don't want to take him where he's going around other guys that I believe in more. And I think he's going to do well. But I think, like last year, I'll give you an example. Gabe Davis last year and Debo Samuel, both these guys, perfect examples, were being overdrafted in my eyes. Didn't take them. They didn't really perform. You know, now Debo got hurt, so I don't want to take the victory lap on that. But Gabe Davis didn't, and he just was boomer bust, right? Like, there's a lot of these guys that are going up there that will have really good weeks and have a good season, but not at where they're being drafted. You need to remember that when you're drafting, look at value and look at where you think that they can finish. So, for example, if Garrett Wilson's going as the eighth wide receiver off the board, do you think he can finish there? If not, then what's the point of really drafting him there? You know, so it's right. I think he's going to be a little overdrafted. I think it'll be a good season for him, but I think he's going to be overdrafted. I would much rather just still take Elijah Moore or even Alan Lazard at their current cost. I, I tend to agree. What do you think, Jay Mark? Yeah, so as a um, an avid Aaron Rodgers despiser, I would just like <laughs> to say, I thought it was quite funny on Pat McAfee. Maybe I'm reading into this because I don't like Rodgers, but it was funny that he said, I don't have any idea what they're talking about with this list. I love all those guys on the list. I don't know who's on the list. He like went back and forth on whether there was a list or not. Um, Alan Lazard's best. I didn't realize his, it was a career year for him last year and he didn't Mm -hmm. seem like he was all that good. He didn't stand out to me. Now I think he's around some more talented players with Wilson and more. I think they're all going to get fed. Maybe Cobb, maybe Odell Beckham. If we buy into the fact (laughs) that there is this list that, um, that Rogers wants to play with. So yeah, this this for me, I'm staying away from probably all the Jets receivers. I I know Aaron Rodgers can get it done on the football field, but I I think he's on the 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 backside of his career. Obviously, he's he's trending mm-hmm. down, and I don't think he's going to make these guys better. 
um, fantasy football wise. So I, I think this is a team that's set up to run behind Brees Hall and um, kind of go from there. Everybody else is going to have mediocre numbers. Do you guys think I want to bring one thing up real quick? Uh, so I, I was thinking about it, right? Aaron Rodgers isn't a guy that really likes to get into the whole media thing, and he doesn't really like people downing him and clowning him in the media, right? He's going to New York City where <laughs> they are going to eat him alive for different shit, right? I, I wonder how well he's going to perform mentally there, right? Like he's very much a guy like, uh, you know, hippie-esque. Let's go underground and vegetate for five days without light. He has a, <laughs> and, He has the ultimate... Uh, hype man slash like just security blanket in Gary V. No one's gonna touch him. What are you that, talking? That about? is true. I mean, true. Like, yeah, Gary, gonna be Gary like, V will end you in yeah. New York business making if you go at his quarterback right now. Like he will blackball you. You'll be on every whatever you know blackball list. No more interviews. No more. I meetings. don't know. I didn't. I didn't see him out there uh, helping Zach Wilson out by any means. <laughs> Zach Wilson, oh. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I mean, I'm a Bears fan, and I know that who's father and son there. Yeah, but it's, oh, it was just something I thought of today. I was like, man, you know what? I don't know if he's going to perform very well mentally up there. Once they start clowning him, he's going to he's going to shut down. Whatever, dude. That'll he'll be fine. He'll just take like a week off and pull a De Dennis Rodman and go to Vegas, or I don't know, meet Marry up himself. with no, he's like going to go back to the to the hermit I was, or, yeah or meet up with the shaman hobbit. and go back to the darkness for a weekend like he'll figure it out he'll be he'll be fine he can he he'll can probably fine. get some good uh, ayahuasca in new york city so there's that there More you go the peyote but whatever you know teach their own <laughs> uh jacoby myers and eh, don't love this Yikes. move going over to the raiders um i don't know what drew rosenhouse is doing or if he just handed this one off to his interns but there's more money on the table elsewhere there's more priority and volume uh in an offense elsewhere you just went to the Raiders to get buried behind Devontae Adams and whoever else sticks around, you know, whether Renfro stays, obviously Waller already left, but I just don't love this move whatsoever. Also better just quarterbacks out there in general. Like I, I'm a big lover of Jimmy Garoppolo and everything that he does on and off the field, but come on, man. Like there, there's so many other opportunities out there where you could have gotten a similar contract, play with a better quarterback, probably a higher likelihood to win. Like that's a tough division to go play in with, you know, defending champs. Kansas City Chiefs, no big deal. Like, I, I really don't get this move. And, and it's down uh, down uh, stock for me for Myers and Fantasy. I, I I just don't love this. What do you guys think? Agreed. Yeah, I just... I, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I agree. Like, I, I don't really think that there's a whole lot of value in Jacoby Myers going here. I would much rather have him go almost anywhere else, really. I mean, it's just... Yeah. I just... I don't know. I don't Dude, see it. And, and also... Also, I saw today that Jacoby Myers uh, tweeted out something like it's a cold world or something like that, because he pretty much got the exact same deal Juju did. And they're like, and he's like, how comes like people didn't offer me that? And anyway, but it's just he could have had more. He could have yeah. had more. Baltimore would have paid more. The Giants would have paid more. Yeah. I tell you, if Renfro leaves, uh, I will be interested in Jacoby Myers. If not, I, I don't really want the third, fourth fiddle on that team. I'll take the second fiddle, though, behind Devontae Adams. Is, but... is he the second fiddle, though? Because you'll have Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. I mean, he's being tagged. I mean, as far as the pass catcher. be a huge priority. You know, pass catcher, why? You don't think he'll be the second fiddle, sure. then? If if Renfro leaves. I don't know, man. Matt, Matt, Matt Collins is sneaky. I think I mean, Matt Collins, honestly, in my opinion... He Matt Collins had a great season. I think he's just as good, if not better, than Jacoby Myers coming off the year that he just had. True, but I mean, you have a new scenario with different quarterback. I think he was. I think Hollins was more of a car guy. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. The, the Raiders are just taking a big downfall for me. All, all of right. them, Devontae Adams included. I mean, just I just don't really want a whole lot of them. Damn, uh, I'm the guy that Andrew hates. 
Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just, I'll be on the opposite side of this and say that, I mean, it obviously every fantasy football player, it's down to ADP, right? But um, I don't hate this move. I do think he becomes that second guy behind Devonta Adams. And I think defenses focus on Devonta Adams because he's Devonta Adams and Jimmy G is good at getting the ball to his guys. So I, I don't hate the move. I think um, he could be a sneaky play if he falls down draft boards. Now mm -hmm. I'm not drafting him in my top 30 probably, but uh, you know, once it gets around to wide receiver three flex numbers, I'm considering him thinking that he could be a sneaky play. Yeah, I like this for a football move, just not for fantasy. I think it makes the team better. I, I do, I, especially if you do keep more of these guys and you have a deep wide receiver group for Jimmy. That, that's a good situation, but I just don't love it for fantasy. And he's going to be a very similar play, I think, week in and week out. No rhyme or reason, boom or bust. Um, next guy up here we have is Michael Thomas. Ugh, not not great. I was uh, I was drafting a lot of Michael Thomas in best ball, hoping that he was going to land on an, another roster. I, I have put a, a full stop on that strategy now that he's coming back to new Orleans. Uh, another move I just do not like it's crowded. We already mentioned all of those potential red zone targets, let alone Chris Alave, you know, the uncertainty at the quarterback position with Derek Carr, uh, man, Michael Thomas, what are you doing, man? I don't love it. What do you guys think? Go ahead, J Mark. I'm just, I'm just no longer a believer in Michael Thomas. Um, I, I, it's just too hard to get behind until he, yeah, until he proves me different. Just not a believer. No, we taking that victory lap. I see you over full, there with your, with your little. With oh your little man, thoughts. I'm so excited. Yeah, fu fully agree. I'm not a Michael Thomas guy. You know how I feel about him. I, I think he just quits on the team, and he just is a all about him kind of guy. Now, granted. What he just did to stay with the team makes me think otherwise a little bit, but still, he's still Michael Thomas. I mean, one he's going to step out in the field, hurt his toe, and be out for like four years again. So I just, I don't well, want to be part of plays. him. To be fully honest, I just if I he know. if he if he plays, I mean, I think that he'll have a role. That's just sure if know. he plays. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If, <laughs> if he's actually on the field and he's healthy this season, I think he'll have a role. But again, sure. no rhyme or reason. This this will be a huge boomer bust scenario, but. I'm in. I'm in the group that he's going to be healthy this year. We'll see what happens. Oh yeah. Well, that's be, fine, man. <laughs> yeah. I, see you, I see you, Duncan. I see you, Duncan. <laughs> All right. Let's go through the tight ends pretty quick here. Uh, we already kind of touched on Hayden Hurst. We're not. We're not too excited about it. So Jaron Waller with the Giants. I like the move. They haven't made a big move at receiver yet. So until that happens, I think that Darren Waller stock should be, you know, pretty well up. I think he should probably be the fifth or sixth uh, tight end off the board right now. Uh, what do you guys think about this move? I'm gonna have him probably seven or eight. Uh, I haven't made okay. a switch yet because I want to look at some stuff, but I, I'm gonna say I'll probably have him around seven or eight. He's very interesting. Uh, best ball purposes, you know, and that's obviously what I like to talk about. I think it's a very good uh, stack because where where you need to take Daniel Jones and where you need to take Darren Waller, very friendly, right? And same thing with Isaiah he's, Hodgins he's. and the the entire Giants offense outside of Barkley, right? So stacking wise, mm -hmm. it's awesome. As far as redrafts concerned, it's not somebody I'm gonna add to my priority, but round seven eight nine somewhere in there if he's hanging around i probably give him a shot there you know i i think mm -hmm. that the tight end can be valuable here due to the fact of the lack of wide receivers that they have here right so it's really going to depend on what they do with the wide receivers but i do like darren waller I, I like his story i like him as a dude he just got married to um oh god uh kelsey, kelsey plum. plum yeah which kind of sucks, right? She plays out in Vegas and now he has to move all the way to the East coast and just a weird dynamic for him. But anyway, so I, I, I like him as a player. I think he's a very good, very athletic guy, right? Very lanky, very good at, at, you know, 
I think he's a good red zone fit for them for what they want to do. Daniel Bellinger showed us last year that they have some good schemed up plays for tight ends. Put IE Derek Wall or you know Darren Waller into that scenario. I think mm. he's going to be pretty good. Um, if he can stay healthy for 13 plus games, I think he finishes as a five to seven tight end. Yeah, agree. Um, is he going to be a top five tight end ever again? I don't think so, but he'll definitely fall in top 10. I think if he's healthy, because he mm. is an athletic guy, he's it, entering a New York giants offense that has limited options as far as pass catchers go so far. Um, if anything, though, I think this helps Dan Jones's value, which, I mean, remember Dan Jones finished as a top 10 quarterback somehow with a, a revolving door of pass catchers. Um, so having somebody like Darren Waller, who's experienced like Del Darren Waller and athletic, I think mm -hmm. that helps him and just helps the team in general. I think Waller does well here. He does finish top 10 if healthy. Yeah, he should definitely help Dan Jones because, you know, Dan Jones is a fraud. So that'll that'll definitely help his stock for sure. <laughs> Um, I think, I think it's a good fit again, just based off of the need they've, they've needed someone since Evan Ingram since, well, at least since Evan Ingram was good, he he was there a few years and they, maybe they didn't need somebody, but you know, they needed to correct the situation. Um, but yeah, past couple of seasons, they've definitely had that need and thirst for a tight end. So I, I like it for that, uh, that purpose. And again, you know, if they don't sign any major names at receiver, I think that he could have a reliable role, but you know, could have uh, some some highs and lows, you know, playing with, you know, just a trash bag quarterback and Dan Jones. You don't know what you're going to get there. Uh, last up we have is uh, Johnu Smith going down to Atlanta, trying to disturb the peace that is Kyle Pitts progression. I don't love it for Pitts. I actually think he'll, he'll wind up being fine, but it's just kind of annoying. Like, really? Like, this is the domino that falls today for you guys? Like, we don't want to go out and maybe prioritize getting a running back. Come on. We got to go get Johnu Smith. Johnu Smith reunited with Arthur Smith. Is there anything here, guys? Like, is this news or uh, snooze? Is this guy going to be relevant this year? Doubt it. Uh, unless Kyle Pitts gets hurt or they decide to deploy the, you know, Patriots two tight end combo that they had back in the day. I mean, I, I, I don't think so. I think he just saw an opening there behind Kyle Pitts with a guy that he's familiar with, with a scheme that he's familiar with and thought, you know what? It's probably my best shot at getting some money somewhere and, uh, you know, being somewhat relevant. You know, he's probably going to play, but mm. it, I mean, it's they drafted Kyle Pitts for a reason, right? Kyle Pitts is a generational tight end talent when he's healthy and on the field. So I don't think that there's much really to talk about here outside of he's going to back up Kyle Pitts. And it's uh, about it, man. That's it's Mr. Smith to Mr. Smith. Yeah, look, Kyle Pitts broke my heart last year after I uh, – talked and raved about my Pitts passion preseason but um I, I don't think Smith comes in and and does anything um it's a it's a great play for them as far as depth and mm -hmm. him knowing Arthur Smith's scheme but beyond that I don't think that this is relevant as far as fantasy goes I wouldn't actually hate taking a couple of shots on him like with the last pick and some best ball drafts because I think that Arthur, Arthur Smith will scheme him up for some random touchdowns that, that was kind of the M.O. in Tennessee that got him the deal in New England. He was kind of being used as like a slot receiver, even getting carries at times in the red zone. So, yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to be much as far as like like season long or like, you know, someone you have to invest in dynasty or you know really make any moves on. But I do think that Arthur Smith will scheme him up. He'll get him some clever touches and some touchdowns that will really piss us off. You know, oh, <laughs> Tyler Algier, anytime touchdown goes to. Fucking Johnny Smith. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. 
All right. J Mark, really appreciate you coming on to Fantasy Football Heroes and Villains. Thanks for having a good me. show, long one and a good one. Andrew and I will be back this Friday night for another live best ball draft. Let the uh, the smoke settle a little bit on free agency. You know, let the let the dead body roll around a little bit before we really dive in. So really appreciate your riding with us. Be sure to like the video on YouTube, download the episode on Spotify. Gentlemen, do you have anything to share before we go? I'll let the guests go first. Uh, thanks for having me. If anybody's interested in checking out old fashioned football, launch onto our feed four four. We have a big guest coming up, um, surprise guest. So mm. yeah, check us out. And as always, friendly reminder: if you haven't already liked this video, please do so. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, smash the subscribe button, hit the notification so you do know when we go live. And if you're a audio listener, make sure you leave us a five star rating and review. Let us know, uh, you know, how we're doing, and uh, appreciate everyone joining us. Take care, be well, be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. See ya.